0: Hey y'all, little uh, pre-show note, after getting the recorded files for this podcast that you're about to listen to with Thomas Sala, uh, creator of Falconeer, I noticed that there was some audio that was picked up through his microphone on his end, which did not come through in the pretest at all, so when I talk you hear a little bit of an echo of me. I tried to figure out a way to fix it, couldn't find that, so you're just gonna have to deal with it. Sorry about that. It's not too bad, but um, enjoy the podcast. Uh, Again, this is Thomas Sala, uh, creator of uh, Falconeer, working on Falconeer Bulwark. Uh, He was a blast to talk to, and I will catch you guys next time. Sorry about the little audio snafu, but like I said, uh, it shouldn't be too bad. It may be a little annoying. It shouldn't be too bad. Anyway, peace. What's up, everybody? Uh, thanks Thanks for listening to another episode of Bounty Board. It's episode 147. We're still doing it um I'm one of your hosts I'm the host who's always here Caleb Sawyer uh and with me today I have a very special guest um he created Falconeer which was a game that launched in 2020 on Game Pass uh and uh has been working in games for what a little more than a decade now um, uh the, well since 2001. oh wow so it's almost 22 years Fuck yeah! getting there awesome uh you heard him. His name is Thomas Salah how you doing, Thomas?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah.
0: What uh what is your what has your week been like? It's Friday. Also, you are you are in Europe, so
1: it's nighttime for you. Yeah, well, it's just it's nine o'clock or something. So yeah, okay. It's, yeah. It's springtime, so it's uh the uh, sun's still out. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. no, sure. my week. Jesus. Uh <laughs> uh. uh, uh I'm uh, doing a lot of work on my new game and uh, try to stay out of the the, the console wars, Microsoft uh, online discourse. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, which was easy, just don't participate, that's fine. Yeah, they uh, just stay away from it. And that. I was just this uh, afternoon playing a little bit of uh, Unexplored 2, which just came out on Steam, which are friends of mine, uh, which is a really cool game, so I'll plug that happily.
0: Yeah, I've had that game in my wishlist for a while, and I think the Epic Game Store is doing a big sale. Yeah, uh, yeah and that they was they one of them. On, on,
1: on, how do you call it? In open access, early access, whatever, early access, yeah, on, early on, access. on on on, a, an, on Epic Store. So they're big on Epic. I, I'm not seeing it trending on on Steam yet, which is a shame because it's one of the most innovative games you'll ever find this year. Well, ever this year, then.
0: Yeah, sure. sure. When you play it, whatever yeah. year you play it in, whatever. It will be well, it's it's
1: all procedural, which is just cool yeah it's, it's it's weird and uh, very well done it's,
0: it's fascinating when procedural stuff is leveraged for like storytelling
1: yeah yeah uh, exactly.
0: and like and like role playing because everybody's experience is different right um i think that's kind of i mean maybe where the future of narrative experiences wants to wants to head is games that have the power to like evolve or change with you instead of just having like two three or ten specific pathways but Who knows you have you have some experience working in procedural um yeah so what is what is the what's the what's the allure of working in procedural that like leads so many people to to use it because it's something that i think we're seeing more like Uh, no man's sky was the big poster child for it i think initially mostly because people didn't know what it was um but it's something that's being used more and more like why why uh why, why did that attract you well
1: it doesn't attract me per se it's more that. uh it's it's an interesting way of doing stuff and generating stuff uh i use it like for faces and stuff so i have a, a little face generator that does my simple cartoonish faces and i can pick out the cool faces for npcs so i don't yeah. use it to you know don't pop out sometimes the procedural phase, but mostly i'll just pick the cool ones because you generate lots of crap so it's great yeah, for so generating, you know, it's for if you're a small developer like me, I work by myself. It's punching above your weight because you can generate something and then you can generate a million. But that's also, yeah. you know, where it's not interesting because you generate a million of whatever, and you know how much is the good stuff. Uh, so it's a, it's an interesting tech, and people using AI now to create the f- craziest fucking stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a two-way split. I think that it's like a, a golden dream to have, like like you know, all these nonsense uh, hyped up. You know, uh, uh, we're gonna make an entire game that's the best open world, everything, and uh, <laughs> we use procedural virtual reality AI tech. And you go, I to, yeah, there's already a work, and getting from A to B is like fucking a slog. Why would I, you know? right why would you complicate it yeah why 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 would i i watched star citizen i go why would i take the fucking trade okay it's cool once and after a while it's just annoying you know that's sure it's cool but you know it's the cool thing about video games i don't have to learn how to be fucking kung fu martial artist i just have to push some fucking random buttons on a controller and i can feel like one so it's it's for me it's like uh, it's uh, you know it's the in the end like it's either gonna be that and like uh, no man's sky and on the other end of the spectrum you've got these bespoke prestige games that are you know reasonably linear but are super epic and you know you can only do that because right. everything's handcrafted and perfect so yeah i, I like both uh, i i personally prefer the handcrafted stuff more it's more sure. artistic and there's a human being there so it's more you know approach uh, it's just cooler
0: yeah 100 percent like i think there's a big space for uh, both 100%, but I definitely have those times where I'm like, I just want to play a thing that's made by thousands of people, but like, I can play with all my friends and it's easy and it pops up. But the things that I end up writing about or the people that I end up like reaching out to, to talk to generally are people that are making smaller, more like emotional and like intimate things. Like I just finished yeah. playing through Sleeper, Citizen Sleeper. Oh yeah. Week. That, that game has controlled my brain for like almost three weeks now, and I can't stop thinking about it, and I, I can't wait to see if, if uh, Gareth makes more in that, because they've, they've suggested they wanted to. But like, small, I think indie and small experiences are where a lot of the spirit is, right? Like a lot of the experimental taking a chance on
1: things, that's where you see it's, it. It's, 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 it's more like art, you know? Uh, 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 it's, it's uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's closer to, like, uh, yeah, I, think, uh, I would compare it with You know, uh, know, the the, the super popular mega stuff, it's always going to be compromised and, you know, out for the money. And I I read this story today about how all the big investors are now getting into games. Uh, And they've been for a little bit, but, you know, the really, really big guys going, oh, games, that's where you can make lots of money. And how bad that's going to be for innovation because, you know, giant companies... investment firms don't like risk they like making money that's what they're for so they will get you know when someone offers them here's this highly you know risky experimental thing or here's this conventional superhero first person shooter you've heard of a thousand times and you've seen your kids play but it's got vin diesel as the voice excellent we'll go with vin diesel giant epic game which is exactly like every other game so uh that that, in that sense uh indie games are the future because it's the place where you know people experiment and do weird stuff and i i I think it's really cool that gamers are now like you are appreciating the fact that you're playing something which is made by a person instead of you know like an anonymous corporation that there is you know you're playing something that can move you and my theory is if something is if you can't Tell from whatever you're doing that it's made by another human being. It's it can't move you. It's like you know music. You gotta you know you gotta feel the pain a little bit of the person singing it. Otherwise, right. it has no soul. And I think the same thing is starting to work with games. If you make games that have no soul, it's it's slightly you know it's gonna be less interesting than something that's packing a lot of soul. You know I think uh, right. g- uh, you know uh, all his games have that. You know there's such clear expressions of what he likes and how he designs stuff makes them fucking unique. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's super interesting because all, you know, all these Indies include myself, it's all getting a lot more polished and accessible, you know, so it doesn't look like crap or play like crap. These are actually great games, just very focused and interesting.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see the like the further democratization or maybe not democratization, but like better access to better and better tools. Is allowing indie developers to like make things that people don't go, oh, that's indie right away because it doesn't look like it doesn't have three thousand people working on it. It looks, it's beautiful, it's polished, it's well.
1: Put yeah, together. I th- I th- think it's mostly polished that with I think that for a lot of stuff, when you started out making this stuff with well, twenty years ago, you had to do everything by yourself. You know. Oh, we have to support all these joysticks and keyboards and it's a fucking mess. Like, fuck, you have to make it rebindable. You know, that's months of work for uh, Right. So all that shit you used to do by yourself. And it's now default stock stuff you can buy that makes all the tedious bits. So you can focus upon it's fun. So that's, that helps a lot that all the, you know, stuff that makes it easier for you as a player, having rebindable controls or supporting all your hardware is now, you know, readily available. And then, yeah, the art, I think people are also getting simply better at it. You know, they're you yeah, know, yeah. standing on the shoulder of giant people are exploring new visual styles. Um, uh, and it's it's uh, clearly uh, right, uh, becoming something to appreciate. You know, it's like sure. uh, everybody's a connoisseur of, of music, you know, uh, or most <laughs> people, not, you know, not everybody, but most yeah. people instinctively know what they like. And they can appreciate well-produced or well-performed music. Uh, And even can people sense the shit, you know, with the pre-produced auto-tuned shit and the real stuff can pick it up just by listening. I think that's, that's something because we've listened to a lot of music, you know, you get music, we listen from kids onwards, you get a lot of, you get a lot of understanding. I think players have the same, they evolve, Uh, they get better at the stuff. Yeah, and the longer they've
0: been doing it, the better, the better refined their own like taste is, right? Yeah, so and the same for, goes for the people
1: what... making it, and they're making it for yep. an audience that appreciates it. It's a feedback loop there.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. So, before I guess getting into into more uh, conversation, I didn't give you a chance to introduce yourself and like, oh, let <laughs> people know what you do. We just kind of started talking right away, which is fine. Um, but you've been working in games since you said about two thousand one, two thousand three.
1: 2001 so, yeah yeah
0: that's a that's a long time what is that journey i guess what's the short version
1: oh, or you can oh the long version you can you can expand as oh, much yeah, as you well, like it's, it's a long story but uh, uh i'm from the netherlands in 2001 that didn't have a big game industry there were no publishers steam didn't exist your iphone yeah. didn't exist the way you made games is you talked to publishers they gave you money you made the game and then the game got printed on a fucking cd-rom and shipped uh that right. was the business back then and that didn't exic- exist where we're from and we weren't smart enough to talk to american publishers and <laughs> we were just dinky <laughs> locals you know the backwater water of backwaters uh so we started out just making games with three and you know two other guys and my brother doing commercial stuff just you know who wants to pay us to make video games and it was during sure. the internet boom so We'd make web games for brands and, you know, we made educational shit. uh, And in between, we tried to make our own games. So we did that for a long time. Did all kinds of educational games, uh, games for healthcare, all that serious game stuff, marketing games. Uh, Then we got it and then we, we, we but we released some fun games along the way we released wrecked uh, back then uh, which is uh, came out on switch On mobile it's like a racing game where everything changes color wrecked uh, sure. exclamation mark uh that uh, and then uh, we did quite a lot of we did mobile games and then we did some work for sony first party so that was nice for the playstation vr so for the first generation VR for Sony, they hired external studios to make stuff. We had a music creation VR app called TrackLab. Lab. Nobody played it. It's still fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> if you ever tried. But well, yeah, it's PSVR, and then uh, if nobody played it published by Sony for fuck's sake. So uh if you have a PSVR, it's probably next to nothing on the on the PlayStation store. Um sure. then I had a massive burnout. Uh figured out that <laughs> uh, i'm a bit chaotic hyper person don't like really not a good leader and you go although you've been in the industry for 15 years you started need to be a leader and inspire people and i i can't do all that shit, so uh yeah. so I-, I had a big burnout and it wasn't the time i was doing mods as well so i think the most p- at- so it's like 2013-14 this all started i was doing mods for skyrim and i think most yeah, okay. people. Besides the falconeer uh, would know me from a bunch of mods I did uh, called Moon Path to Elsewhere, which were like a jungle yep. mod for Skyrim. So uh, that got downloaded millions of times. So I was having my burnout and I was thinking, Fuck, I just want to make stuff by myself. I don't want the fucking hassle. I don't want your scrummed fucking to do list. Uh, yeah, uh, work as a chore bullshit. Um, in the end, that I crept out, uh, uh and when I started to my life back together uh i ended up with the falconeer through a number of games that never got finished which is a game that launched in 2020 on xbox went to game pass was a launch uh title uh i did reasonably well i got uh bafta nominated all that bullshit. yeah it did well so that put me on the map all of a sudden as a solo developer so uh here i am now here you are now Yeah. Yeah. yeah Uh, Falconeer is
0: great. I I remember the system coming out and being like, I'm gonna play Halo when it comes out. And of course, that game didn't (laughs) come out for almost a full two years, uh, after the system came out. Yeah. And you know, the argument that people like to make on the internet is that like, if a if a system has no games, that's never really been the case for me because I'll go find small stuff. And I think just like right around that same time, my friend group decided like we were gonna get flight sticks and we were gonna like go play uh like old x-wing versus tie fighter games oh, yeah, yeah, and so like yeah. we were already getting into dogfighting games and then i saw like the first trailer for falconeer and i was like oh shit, oh, shit. yep yeah. i'm gonna play this <laughs> um so we played that for a while it, so working with game pass and and you know the falcon you did one expansion for falconeer right like uh, well, a bigger I, expansion i
1: did a, uh, a bunch of exp- but a lot of them was free so they don't count mm-hmm. but there were like Four or three big content updates like stuff for pirates and uh, mm-hmm. missions, more variety, new weapons, and you know, people weren't used to it being an old-fashioned dog fighter like tie fighter you know yeah so a lot of yeah and it got a lot of attention more than it you know rightly should have sure. because there sure. were fewer games that so got a lot of, and people were watching it tra- and i make great trailers so people were watching the trailers and go ah oh, this is like a third person zelda with guns and giant birds and dragons is epic and then it's it's hey, but you have to you're not shooting where you're aiming and people weren't getting that it's like a world war yeah. II. Dogfighter, so I added like guided missiles later and uh, lots of extra content and variations. Just listening to people, making it better. Um, so that it had lots of expansions uh, 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 after a while. So yeah, and the game pass was great. So uh, sure, you, uh, sure, you get, you get fucking, you know, a lot of digits of people. You know, you, you don't get fifty thousand, you get five hundred thousand installs people playing it hating it liking it it's it's a bit it's it's different from it's a different type of launch from like launching people have to buy it so they're already sort of invested so you get this smaller group of people who are more filtered and then everybody starts to play because there's nothing else on or it's you know it's up there as the new thing for this week so everybody installs and tries it out and uh, yeah. everybody has an opinion, and you know the the seventy five percent of people, or that's not, but the fifty percent of the people that are not into the stuff went, hey, it looks great, I love the world, and stuff. Just I don't know this fucking flying business. <laughs> uh and sure. it, it, I, So it hit me a little bit hard, but it w- did well on Game Pass. Lots of people played it, and uh, uh, fuck, I had COVID like two weeks before launch, so I fucked up the, the pre-launch patch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just uh, it's, it's a pretty hectic time if i think back or it's like fuck yeah. yeah but you survived to yeah. get through
0: and you're working on you're working on new stuff now uh you're working on is is bulwark its own separate thing or is it going to be like a, a bigger expansion no no, no expansion it's its own standalone company. game so it's, okay it's okay.
1: like it's 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 like a brother from a different mother it's 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 a sequel but it's not a flight game so it's right. a different genre but it's a direct sequel to the falconiere i thought well why don't do people do that you know you made a first person yeah. shooter and then the sequel will be a racing game that'd be fun yeah why stands. not uh so i thought I'll, I'll make the sequel a city builder and like uh with some rts i love strategy games and 4x yeah. games and that's that's and real-time strategy and city building it's uh and on the one hand my my partner the mother of my children said you enjoy making all these little towns in this game so much you know it's, it's my favorite thing about falcony it's a flight game it's about the you know it's about the landscape making cool landscape with castles and you know these fortresses it's the the funnest thing to do in the world it's just relaxation to me yeah uh, i said why don't you make that people feel that that they can make their own you know and have a little bit of that creative buzz so that got me thought that's a pretty good idea <laughs> uh, and I li- and I said, well, what do I like in that genre? And I like playing s- stuff like Civilization, but then only like the first two hours. So as soon right, as you right. admit, if you as soon as anybody get gunfire or uh, gunpowder in Civilization, the game's gone. You meet zombies, right, sure. it's all goes to shit. Uh, but the first bits are fantastic. You're just walking yeah. around. You go, oh, a new village. Oh, I got a free swordsman. Oh, I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to try to <laughs> defeat Ur. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Babylonians. I'm going to get you with my one spearman. Oh, no, I found another barbarian. Now it's really gone. You know? Yeah. So there's uh, the game has so much potential in the early phases. And then afterwards, yeah. it comes to work, you know, oh, I need another piece yeah. of the Yeah, all the systems and, all yeah, the systems But I, I like the fairly condensed. I just like walking around, so finding some stuff, getting into little fights and building up my towns so that they're, and then I played Humankind. Have you played that by, um, uh, Netflix? I just
0: installed it this week, you know, I haven't played it yet.
1: Yeah. It, it's pretty good. It's, 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 I it visually stunning. So the cities okay. you make are really visually much more interesting than civilization because it, it doesn't look like, a, you know, a hex grid. It's interesting. So I okay. thought that's interesting. You know, I enjoy making the city more than uh, actually playing the game, having a nice <laughs> looking city. But if you take away all the stuff around it, it becomes meaningless because then you p- didn't put in the work to the city. It becomes like Townscape or it's just it's a toy. Uh, so right. I thought, well, I'll ma- let you make your own settlement or giant fortress, and then you gotta maintain it and grow it. It can be a little bit of combat so that, you know, it feels epic and it's yours. So it's not just, yeah. you know, this toy. So that's what I'm making, yeah. Yeah, It's going awesome. well.
0: That's awesome, that's exciting. I, I, in 2020, you know, the whole world kind of, not kind of, the whole world had to shut down and like things changed pretty drastically. And I remember in that time, Like we were playing a bunch of like pretty high stress my friend group has a mix of do we play like rocket league and like (laughs) sport alternative games and get way too competitive about it or do we play shooters like battlefield or i think we were playing call of duty then but fell off of it shortly after but as like the summer of 2020 came and nobody was going outside we weren't interacting in person we realized that all those stressful games were driving us fucking nuts. Yeah. And it was like I need something to relax. So that year I discovered well Townscaper. Um for sure. Uh I'd followed that creator from Bad North, the little Viking yeah, yeah, island it's, defense it's game it's that they'd made.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's super elegant game designer It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I loved
0: Bad North. And so uh, Dorf, uh, uh, Townscaper came out and I was like, yeah, I'll play around with this. And then in like a span of three months I found a game called Dorf Romantic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's now gone uh yeah, yeah
0: yeah and I enjoyed that game and then there was another game I think it's just called Islands
1: oh Islanders Islanders yeah, just Islanders, yeah. Uh, so they're doing good so that went really yeah. well
0: but I discovered like in that time like I'd played city skylines um and then like the sim like sim city before that but then I've always had a really big soft spot for tactics games like the XCOM games yeah, yeah are a, a, a huge favorite of mine gears tactics uh phantom brigade that's being made right now by double fine not double fine sorry um, um what is that studio called i don't know Let me Google cool oh no <laughs> i'm in their discord i think uh brace yourself brace yourself games is making yeah brace yourself phantom brigade yeah, I mean, that game's incredible um oh well, wow it's this, it's like a turn-based tactics game
1: but instead back, of I
0: mean. turns specifically you can see five seconds into the future
1: okay
0: and you can scroll the timeline like you're editing video right um, so like if you're in in oh, yeah. premiere or something editing video you can scroll through the timeline and watch time progress you've got yeah, that yeah, but for sort five seconds some,
1: sort of prediction sort of on what you're gonna do that yeah cool. yeah
0: it's really great um but in that time like i like i was saying like i, I came across the fact that i loved just building shit yeah. And so like, Islanders has a, a free play mode where you can turn off all the expectations to fill out, you know, like a bar to get more pieces. And you could just get pieces. And I would spend two. My friend and I would join a, a party and just talk for like three hours about life, and just build up an island and then take pictures of our islands and share them with each other. So like, I 100% understand that like building is building something and like that's yours is a lot of fun and like giving it systems after that's also really cool so like when I saw the first the first little teases of bulwark you started putting out I was like yeah. oh shit, oh shit, that's perfect like I need that right yeah now. it's got
1: it's it's sort of amazing because though I, it's a conscious choice because I, I I I you know I like to think it's art so lots of it you know it's just what I want to do but some fits me going sure. you know I want to make a living of this and if you're naive you're going to get buried you know, it's it's a, it's it's a rock hard industry in the wrong yeah. way. So it's it's it'll eat you up if you're naive about what so I thought, well, I made the Falconer, which is as niche as you can get in this industry. You know? Yeah. The air yeah. the yeah. fantasy, air arcade, air combat genre had been dead since two thousand seven or something yeah literally no games in the genre was made and with good reason it's not an accessible genre it's you know uh, yeah, it's, it's not every, difficult. To a, yeah it's not to everybody's t- it's not accessible so and we're in the age of mass you know you want to play with all your friends and if you know only two of them enjoy the mechanics then it's not a good game uh True. so i thought well now next i'll go into city builder so it's there's a which is the biggest genre on steam you know city sure. builders and loot shooters is yeah. it's, it's those are the top two genres so i'll try you know see if we can what what's the difference so yeah. uh yeah city i i, I made that trailer and it, it surprised i made the demos i would just sat down and go okay i've got all these i've got this world i've got vehicles i can reuse that what I you gonna make like and how do you do it i had this spoken wheel idea which i'd because I looked at all the games, which I thought nobody's done that. So, you or we right. do it, you know, you do it, you make a tower and then you make walls. But I think that could just be it,
0: you know. Yeah, what if that so it was the all, entire building? Yeah, build yeah you're just
1: building towers and then connecting them, which is easy to do on a controller as well because you don't have to, you know, select a building from a list and place it. No, you make a tower, and from that, you just have a little circular thing and say, Well, where do you want next tower? Boom, connect the line. And you got a, a road or wall or boulevard or, or battlements, and then you got to pull stuff out and it sort of expanded for them. And then I made the stuff for that little video. I think there was like 12 weeks of production in that, which is super fucking fast for me, which is like from True. scratch. And I redid so much of the arc, you know, which wasn't from the Falconer for bulwark, just and it just worked. And, and I was enjoying myself, just you know, making stuff. I can see. Yeah. I do it on my Twitter. I do, oh, look! I've, I've made, i i some other rocks together, so you have di- a building. And the idea of bulwark is you can build wherever you want. You know, it's yeah. you get a rock literally. It goes up, down. There's crags. There's you know, there's shit there, and you can just build <laughs> up the rock. You know, make your giant citadel at the top, and then build down. Have wall. Yeah, it's just about. Uh, I don't know if Americans understand that reference. Uh, there's this island near france near Brittany, called uh uh, mont saint michel which is uh, this uh, beautiful it's like a pyramidal island with battlements around it and then castles and it's a monastery so it's a a a martial monastery so there's castles and 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 and, and how do you call it uh cathedrals Uh, it's like something from fucking warhammer 40k (laughs) yeah like one of uh, the rings almost yeah, yeah it's it's uh, and it's like that, you know. Everybody wants to make that. I don't like making, you know, cutesy stuff. But yeah, you know, but you know, a fucking castle. And then if you're making a castle, you gotta defend it. You know, you cannot not do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't just so, have a castle. <laughs> no, yeah. So the no, it's fun. It's done. People are really excited about it, and uh, I'm trying to make it as, as accessible as possible, so that's not hardcore like the Falconeer was. That it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's just you know, a build and delete button, and a, you know, a move your unit, and everything else is just automatic yeah. or procedural generated. So, yeah, it's fun, uh, and I'm enjoying um, myself.
0: Yeah, it looks like you're. It looks like you're enjoying yourself. Like it, it, every video, if it's something new and something like that, I've never thought of seeing in something. I'm like, oh, that that wouldn't have occurred to me. But like, obviously, it's occurring to you because you're like actually enjoying manipulating it right yeah uh, just,
1: uh, yeah it's 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 a uh, it's, it's it's a cool stuff how do you call it a cool cool it's making itself yeah, yeah sure, sure.
0: The, uh, do you have uh, any plans like Mont Saint-Michel do you have any plans to have like weather impact things so that some things are underwater well, I've, I've and got sometimes sto- they're not?
1: yeah I've got storms well I, the water is influencing I, mean, I just made that uh, and and uh, the way I, I don't think of stuff but, like, I redid the water because, you know, for some reason or another uh, seems like a good idea to, d- to do it. And it opened up yeah. different options. And then I had, in the Falconeer, I had water and had these light splotches, which was just a lighter area underneath. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's completely fake, like the windows in the Spider-Man games, you know, it's a parallax effect. <laughs> so it's right. completely fake. So there's, there's no geometry there. And then uh, well, one day I'll just wake up. So, okay, so I've made the water transparent and you can see these splashes much better now. So I have now deep and shallow water. Maybe I can uh, there's the system that you can only build on the shallow water and not in the deep water. And it's sure, a natural limitation for the player to explore. And then the, that gets me thinking, if I put walls around the shallow bit, can I make it that the people, because people move into your uh, settlement. So you build the walls yeah. and the roads and then they they build their houses. I just make it that they move on the higher side of the wall and not the lower side sure. and then suddenly you have this enclosure and people are inside these walls in the ocean and i just had to make them solid so that they're you know like uh, breakwaters how do you call it like, yeah and suddenly i have an ocean settlement that makes sense and then i'll go i can do the same for mountains people only move in <laughs> on the higher side of a wall so they stay inside your castle walls which looks yeah. a lot more realistic than there's just random people around walls and roads, uh, and and I'll just explore stuff like that, uh, yeah, that's... And, and I'll make it. And it's uh, you know the Falconeer was a bit of a tortured game, I guess, because I had a burnout and uh, I had a family doing it, and it had to make money. And it's a I didn't re- you know you don't realize you're putting everything on the line if you truly believe in it. You just do it and you don't think about the risk sure. of it not succeeding and then yeah. you, and it, you know it did succeed but it was it was touch and go for a bit uh, and thanks to the yeah. falconeer it's not touch and go now so it's it's no. it's this one is a lot a lot more joyous i think a lot of a lot more people will sort of it will gel better because it's more uh it's it's more accessible and uh, less less of a tortured dark game sure
0: sure. sure sure what kind of um I mean, like, obviously, there's different ways or different places that art comes from. And and for a lot of people, I think that that sometimes can end up being coming from, you know, a place of sadness or grief. Um, There's really great examples of games and movies and books that are very much motivated by those. But like having created in both spaces, without asking, like, which do you prefer? Because I really doubt anyone's going to be like, I prefer creating when I'm miserable. Uh, uh, like what things have you noticed you do differently when you are, when you have that freedom of like not being so stressed about specifically the thing you're making fucking
1: succeeding? Uh, well, I think th- I, th- I think what there is, you know, the uh, if if you relate to artists, there's there's this thing you do when you, when you're, you know, let's in a bad place and it's very uncontrollable it just comes out and it's there's not much steering yeah you're using your talent and your skills to shape it uh but it is just what your feeling is coming out uh and there's not much else you can do it's it's got to be made so it's all you know all willful and it's like it's like a fight you know you gotta gotta get it out it can be great you know it's like that's why first albums are sometimes the best because people are just you know putting their heart and soul into it, and then yeah, yeah. and then well if you take your music I guess there's musicians afterwards that can you know sort of delve into that for years, and then there's musicians that'll sort of um, keep exploring, you know they'll keep finding sure. new space to dive in they have and they can tap into their original you know frustration or anxieties. Uh, and keep going but taking it in all kinds of new directions uh and i think i find with this game it's it's easier to take it where you know uh, i guess the player needs it to be so uh it's less it's, it's easier to compromise and say well okay uh let's spend some time doing a tutorial or uh you know let's 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 not think about uh you know the darkness all the time and yeah it's just pretty for pretty sake how can i make that so it becomes a little bit more intellectual um and it's it, and it's a bit more fun so the game becomes it's more fun with for me so i guess the game becomes more fun and you can the the, you, the distance is bigger so you can analyze it and have some perspective on what you're doing i think sure. that's that you lose perspective if you're too You know, if everything is on the line and you're all tortured, you lose perspective because you can't really have perspective uh, if, you know, uh, if you have to make the calculation because, uh, so, at what point do we have to sell the house? Uh, Or, you know, (laughs) can I pay the mortgage? Um, uh, Or, you know, am I going to get a job again? Uh, Which are moderate things, but they become bigger, you know, if you're, you know, uh, just become a dad. So suddenly those things became things I never worried about became a worry. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Which is a motivating factor as well, although it might not have gotten done. So it's, yeah, it's a different feel. Uh, I think you need, it's not, I think you can also love that tortured bit of yourself without it becoming a sure. cliche and embrace it. And, and you know. And well, yeah, you I,
0: mentioned the, the like, fact that once you move from that, you can you can tap back into it yeah like you can it's 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 all part of like the experience of and you know experiencing that's a lame sentence but like as you grow and as you get older and you experience shit especially as an artist it makes a lot of sense then that like after you've gone through something yes you're maybe no longer there but that doesn't mean that you can't in the process of creating now remember back and go yeah oh i'm gonna grab some of that
1: that i felt there and stick it in here definitely becomes more accessible but you've also shaped it you know uh so it becomes uh, th- that sounds really weird but you're you know wrestling and you're shaping your own so i've made a work of art about myself that's also sort of cast it in stone in a certain way mm-hmm. so it yeah, becomes too big a, you know you've that that becomes the way you look at it uh so you have to keep chipping away at it otherwise it becomes stale uh yeah uh, but yeah, I think people, you know, you see that in uh, musicians a lot. I'm pretty sure, like Rage Against the Machine, are still fucking angry. Uh, there's plenty <laughs> of So yeah, I don't think 100%. I don't think twenty years later they're, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they're nice and parents. But when they get on stage, they can just tap into that anger. Yeah. And, and I, think I would bet of,
0: that they're more angry now. <laughs> I guess there's well, more that reason to be angry. So yeah.
1: Uh, but they, you the know, stuff I, they I,
0: sang about thirty years ago is
1: still a fucking problem. So they're probably yeah, like, "What the speaking, fuck?" Yeah, how right were they, for fuck's sake? So yeah, uh, uh, I guess I guess that you know everybody can relate to that. You know, the stuff True. you know uh, you deal with, you deal with the rest of your life. Right. Uh, uh, but it's interesting to find new stuff and you know expand, and that's where the other bit comes from. Is you know, okay, if you've dealt with this, what else is there? You know
0: sure sure so with you know initially falconer and now bulwark it seems like it might be easy to assume that you've got a lot of this universe the the, the ursi like yeah, yeah fleshed out what uh what other things does your brain where where other what other places does your brain go in this universe you've made as like potential ideas that you like can't get uh, out
1: of your brain that you have I've, itches I, about. Well, there's a, uh, so I get I I have other ideas outside of this universe. Uh, sure. Uh, but um, I have pretty concrete ideas. Uh, I think so. I when the I, I have two games. They're different yeah. genres, but they're sort of a continuation of each other. And one is access, accessible, and one is slightly less accessible. Let's put it nicely. Uh, but together, <laughs> I think uh, together it, it's more interesting. So you could play the one game, and go, wow, this is interesting place, and dive into the Falconeer and get this really raw, fucking dark uh, subtext, and it makes the other game more important uh, or more interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I'd, I'd like the third game to be something that does the, you know that twists again. So when the first yeah. two games you've seen, you know how people have to deal with a shitty situation. I'd like to make a third game where you cause the shitty surface. you know, cause the giant sure, ocean yeah. to become or something. And you can yeah. see the same world, you know, ocean is a little lower but perhaps, but it's green, it's got trees. It's like, it's like fucking Studio Ghibli, beautiful. And then have like sure. a sailing <laughs> ship. So you're uh, just a, you know, a, 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 a trading captain going up river and, you know, doing jobs. I maybe mean, maybe take some of the building mechanics from Bulwark to you know, upgrade your local village where you come, your, your home port. Yeah. Something like that. Just chill sailing around. Maybe there's some pirates, but you could sail around or hire some escorts and stuff. But it's 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 nice and peaceful, but through trading, you sort of get missions. You can piece together, you know, the bigger narrative, what people are doing. Sure. Yeah, just like if yeah. you're trading during, you know, you can... Traders are always saying, you know, people who ship stuff, so can sort of sense when war is coming because, you know, the orders get different people, the market changes. Sure. Uh, you know, you uh, know, uh like you know the stuff putin did for the last two years suddenly makes sense you know uh, yeah he, he made yeah. sure that the oil and gas uh uh, uh, uh silos in europe weren't filled up mm. oh no we have definitely so the head so he knew that by the time the work everybody's running out of gas literally right so right and so that's i thought that'd be nice if people can have that. that's a nice story you're a trader and you're piecing bits together yeah, they're yeah. shipping iron, they're shipping, they're building something there which is not allowed, and we can't get there anymore. What's happening there? And then you figure yeah. it out. And it's just like a little detective story. So that's an idea. And then I've got an idea for a sequel. Because in the Falconeer, spoiler alert, there's a giant <laughs> stargate uh, yeah. that they they refined and they try to get open again. And it'd be nice to have a sequel where that happened and the entire thing takes place in an entire different world like a desert f- version of the sure. ursi just like a, a more canyony desert, dash- and then with trains because i love steam trains so you have this uh, and so there's this book by china meville called rail sea which is a world covered in yeah. steam rails yeah uh, and so i thought imagine a world you know a desert world which has been abandoned but everywhere there's like fortresses on top of mesas with steam train rails running about and sure. then you're flying around on a giant falcon and you got your own home base train uh your own battle train uh, trying to explore the lands, finding a new home for your people
0: yeah Where sure. everybody
1: all the other factions already also doing the same uh and discovering the secrets of this world i thought that'd be cool so uh, that's that's another thing i would so that's that that if i ever and then that the falconer 2 will be base building flying and driving the upgrading the train and doing the training with people inside so you got all these uh, it's a bit too ambitious i might need actual studio to do that (laughs) uh but that'd be cool that that That'll be a fucking Uber. how do you call it? That'll be something. But, yeah, uh, sure. I also wake up, I had an idea for a space game set in a trash, trash, uh, like a trash belt. Like Jupiter's yeah. belt, but everything's trash. Uh, and you're yeah. br- creating yeah. your ship from trash. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, like then, salvager, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, one half of the screen is someone in a cockpit doing all the stuff you're actually doing with your joystick and the other half is just you know the outside view of a third person view it's yeah. weird so that, that, that i have things cooking I, the 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 fun <laughs> thing is now, now that i've done it once okay uh there's stuff i can't do stuff that's going to be too difficult which you know you yeah. need to be young to get into new things. but i can i still got a couple of games where i could just make everything i want you know everything yeah. that's inside i just make it uh, and have fun with it
0: yeah yeah i love the idea of all of them but like the idea of like a story through a shipping manifest and like figuring out how the world's changing because your order is like i've never delivered this to this place yeah that's weird that's fucking cool because like i like stories that allow um not allow but like understand or, or trust the, the, the viewer or the the person interacting with it to, to be smart enough to figure it out because what that ends up doing is that like eventually someone will sit down and talk to it with a friend, talk about it with a friend and they'll be like, yeah, this stuff started happening and I don't know why and then another person who like caught one more detail would be like no, I think it means this and then that starts a whole conversation that makes people go back and like try to figure it out more and things like that um, also both that and the like uh, <laughs> a trash belt in space there's this thing that's happening I don't think happening is the right way to say it but like more recently I've noticed that there are a lot of games that center around doing work that are getting really popular like Hard Space Shipbreaker is Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah it yes. just
0: went into 1.0 um, even Citizen Sleeper is largely like it's about the gig economy, right? And like, oh yeah, trying to exist in a capitalist society that's like rapidly in entropy. <laughs> um, but then like even games like Stardew Valley, uh, uh, games that like allow you to take ownership of like working on something, doing participating in a system rather than power fantasy games, right? Like, oh yeah, love, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love power fantasy, but I also realized that like sometimes it's nice to like role play that guy working for that one sci-fi corporation, doing a shitty job, but like also getting into the rhythm of it and like getting fucking
1: good at it. That stuff's great. And, yeah, I must admit, I'm not. I'm probably not the person to do. I don't know the sailing ship will have that because it is just you know a job. But I'm yeah. not, you know, I, I'm not really interested in the economical, sto- you know, the gig, uh, the storytelling of doing the work or, sure. you know, the grind, making the grind fun. Uh, sure. the Bulwark, yeah. I just want to remove all grind because, you know, yeah. the funnest thing for me now is making one of those screenshotted, you know, epic fucking castles in like 15 20 minutes and it's just so enjoyable when you're not you know there's no wait you don't have to wait till you unlock something it's just so I'm trying to wrecking my brain to how to make it consequential and have consequences failures uh, in there while still allowing you to grow and uh, be but the same if if I were to do the 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 the, how do you call it the the scrap heap uh, space the, the, the creativity would be the designing your ship and then uh, I do like these games where you build something and you have to test it out in combat. That I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I th- I th- I think it'd be something like that where you'd have to put this trash together. Well, it's just mechanical trash, but yeah. people like I don't like building stuff with cubes and you know generic stuff. It needs to look cool, so you need you have all these yeah. different just kit bash it and don't be so fucking right. structured about it. Right. Uh, uh, and then you can just, you know, I'll have this giant arm I found somewhere, and I'll put a gun turret on that. And then you go flying around, and then you have to rotate your ship. And there's this giant gun on a, and, and then you, that that you have to sort of test out the ship you're building, and it's your sure, creation, yeah. and it's meaningful because you used it to solve, uh, how do you call it, uh, solve the problems of the game. Of
0: specific, yeah, solve a problem, and then like. The next time it doesn't solve that problem very well, so you have to go back and yeah, you have to go back and adjust a different piece. Yeah, and
1: and, and and I I love that when games do that because then sometimes you're so married to a weird idea which sort of works, you just keep yeah. plugging <laughs> away at it even though yeah. it's it's obviously not you know it's not the meta to do it this way, but yeah, it's your fucking idea and you got to see it through. Uh, I think that's if you can, people you know we can you 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 have the hero fantasy which I'm I've gone on record about it's not super healthy for our collective psyche Uh, (laughs) right uh, precisely uh, yeah and then you have the the everyday you know the non-hero which is fantastic because it's much more narratively interesting but then there's creative fantasy which I think is where games are if you can marry that to storytelling it is it is the best because it's also kitting out your gun or whatever upgrade or kitting out your you know your uh, Gerald outfit and then the weapons and oh, yeah. you know it, or your Skyrim uh, armor. So it's, that is has a creative ownership side which I think is it's it's much less damaging in any sense. It's very positive for people to experience that and yeah. feel that it its it, it It's less of a placebo because creativity is real. You know, you got to think about it. You know, I want an asymmetrical armor, and I want the shoulder pad red with a stripe. If you can do that, it's super satisfying. And you, you've created something as you, which is actually you actually. It's not a, it's not a fake emotion. You you know, it's like when you shoot someone, you didn't shoot someone. You don't have the skills to actually shoot someone. Uh, You might have never even handled the gun or whatever. But you know, you painted up this fucking armor. You painted it up. It's your creation. That's a valid, real, uh, yeah, emotionist or a reward for yourself. So I yeah, like it's, it's
0: a personalization. Yeah. It's a, it's what allows you to make
1: it you or yours. Yeah, yeah, and it's creative, you know, uh, and it's something movies can't do or even music can't do. It's the one right. thing games can offer you. You know, you make your own city. It's actually you actually created it. You put effort. You thought about it. You grew it. You know, and it's your yeah. creation. Uh, that is you know that is something that is unique to games or it's not you know unless you start being a musician or you know i don't know a a modeler or whatever Uh, but it's something games offer uh, as a medium to a wide audience which is unique to games and i think it's it's you know it's why minecraft is gigantic uh it's a huge because everybody wants to create something that's you know yeah,
0: I, uh, I like as a as a writer. I went to school for writing, um, oh. and I've done comics, and I've worked on a couple of games. But like, one of the things that I take the most pride in and, and love to do is I run a D and D game for like my family and a couple oh, of yeah. friends, and uh, like precisely the creation of it. Like, I love playing it too. I'm not saying that like once we start playing, I like it less. But my one of my favorite things is like okay, like what does this place look like? what kind of technology do they have? What are the people like? And like making that bespoke, right? Like building out, how do they, how do they eat? What do they eat? Yeah. How do they communicate? And then like fleshing that out and like more recently doing that in a collaborative like way. Like the most recent game that I'm running, like we're all a part of the world building before the game starts. So like we all created the gods and then played one tabletop game as them that was like the prequel but finding and building and taking things in games that allow you to just kind of create and attach your own meaning to things, uh, I think it's really important. And I think it's really uh, something that people are realizing, like really speaks to them, like specifically city building, uh, especially like Islanders, the smaller, less like super high fidelity, more yeah, the chill builders. Yeah, that's
1: what they themselves call it a chill, chill city builder yeah
0: 100 it works like that perfectly describes it like one of my favorite things to do is to build in those take a screenshot of it and then like after i do that five six seven times stick them together and write a little paragraph about each place and how yeah. they interact with each other and just kind of create my own imagined well, yeah, space. yeah
1: well that's you know that's uh, well that's what i enjoy doing too It's you know it's it's, yeah. it's 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 literally uh, that you know, and I, 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 am, I am, a sort of a more visual in mind, so that I'll, you know, I'll have a rock with a castle on it. Okay, that's you, know, you got a castle. That's boring in a sense. Everybody has a castle. So, but who lives at the bottom? So we need some gangways, and then they need somewhere to wash their clothes, and then they need to put the fishing line somewhere. Okay, and then they need to smoke the food, but it needs to be sort of so you have this logic to a world, which is so fun. It's such a enjoyable way of putting your brain to work uh, yeah that yeah. is uh, yeah exactly and i think your friends probably really appreciated that you they're playing something you designed for them i think that's an extra buzz in a sense that's well elevated above you know this this anonymous thing i bought somewhere look i made right. this you know what's you know what are you gonna because they know you so it adds a right. you know uh intimacy and a, a originality to it Yeah, absolutely. And like,
0: I imagine you probably get that feeling from seeing people interact with this with the games that you make, right? Because yeah, they you get to but I had a I have a friend that works in uh, in the city in St. Louis, where I live, owns a couple of restaurants. And we had a conversation one night about like, what people do when they grow up and decide what they want to become and how his sister who's like a doctor her kids asked or she asked her kids what they wanted to do when they grew up, but said like, "Please don't say doctor." And her her brother, my my friend, was like, "Why did you say that?" And she was like, "I get to help people, yes, but like I get to help people only after or while something bad is happening to them." Oh yeah. And like, I don't want that for my kids. And that's when he realized like, I make. He owns a, a sushi restaurant that we go to, and he's like, "I get to make art and put it on a plate." And then hand it to somebody and like watch them consume it and then be happier afterwards exactly and like my uncle who's done comic book and concept art for a decade often like butts up with the like i've done a bunch of art but not many people like comment on it to let me know if they liked it so i don't know how many people saw it i don't know how many people enjoyed it but like the the creating making food is like an immediate feedback loop of like i've made a thing i hand it to them. i watch their per their, their day get better Um, so like creating worlds, uh, and, and world building and uh, do, whether you do it with friends or or by yourself, like one of my favorite things is to then like present that to somebody or in the case of making worlds for games, like let people play in that space and see them interact with it because you get to see that you get to see that like physical reaction of like, Oh, this place rules. Or like, like you said, like who lives at the bottom of the mountain, right? That's a question that like anybody anybody could ask themselves and like giving them the tools to manipulate that space uh, allows them to like keep asking questions like that like i'm weird because food is my thing but like every (laughs) picture you post of bulwark i'm like like this picture that's the same town but one's got like a bluer filter and one's got a more orange or red filter like in my brain they eat differently like the bluer town is more like seaweed and and veggies, oh, yeah. and like the the Oranger Town is more like spi- all their stuff spicy. Yeah, nah,
1: nah, like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know the the uh uh, I mean, the, you know, and it's uh, I I completely get that, you know, it's I, at the moment I think okay, but if you and I want people to encounter stuff like in Civilization, you know, there's a little surprise yeah. encounter. You're sailing around, uh, looking for resources, and boom, some pirates pop up, and uh, you know so we, we want to join you and then your advisor comes up and says well we can have <laughs> them join us which is fine but you know they're fucking pirates and they're going to fuck up the place uh and if you don't join them they're going to attack you so you're going to have a little combat uh yeah and, but if you do and let them join me i'm already having fun with you okay am i going to give them their own place in the town or i'm going to have to invest you know i integrate uh, infest your your towns and there's little, little little whorehouses or you know little bars popping <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. Uh, just messing up your you know uh, something like yeah. that where it's, it's 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 they're parasitical but they're also really fun to have in a sense yeah uh, just thinking about you know the stories that could happen from that um, and it, it, even for me in it, the it, bulwark it's not important that i make all those stories but you can make them yourself, you know, you said, oh, look, there's sure. this little house here. It's different from the rest. You know, I got it from that, you know, uh, pirate encounter. now there's this little lonely villa with skulls on top of the mountain. Nobody wants to live there, live near them. But they're my pirates, you know, they're my pirate yeah. family I rescued. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, that'd be fun, you know, for people to have their own, uh, imagine it themselves.
0: Yeah. 100%. Like, the, when I play XCOM, that's the that's the exact shit I do. Because, you know, the game gives you a story. Yeah, Right? Yeah. An overarching, like, aliens are invading. You're fighting against them, whatever. But every soldier you get is a blank slate, and you can change them. And so, like, when you play and have, like, the one save, you don't go back and fix it, you start, like, attaching emotionally <laughs> to characters that had no faces. But, like, that one time in that one mission, like, three, four, five hours ago, they did that one really cool thing and then like right now i'm not going to be able to save them and like having emotional attachment to like yeah, characters yeah. that were given no story for you to emotionally attach to but that you stick on to it as you play like those games like they're 100 like what i love the most about that is that i can stick my story onto things so yeah, yeah it's, it's it's
1: strange how well that works, especially in XCOM. Uh, the first time, you know, people had names, and then, oh look, there's a Dutch guy I randomly got. And you don't <laughs> pay attention. The first day, he's gonna die anyway. It's just hey, I haven't buffed <laughs> him. Now he has no armor, and he's, it's all you know, fucking just another. He's my backup guy, and then suddenly yeah, yeah. you're real sniper now. It's, okay, backup guy is now my main sniper guy, and you, you, and then suddenly you get invested in him, and then you don't want him to die because you put effort into him. And it's it's funny how how well we can do that, how well that you know uh, that 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 you know that that you know. uh, I think it's probably a good thing that you can you know trigger those emotions in yourself. I don't know. I I have a hard time imagining that's a bad thing. Uh, right. Where it's not desensitizing to violence or popularizing, you know, brand of guns or shit. It's just you know, your soldier. Well, it's it's a, like how do you call it? Um, um, like a nurturing instant you get to practice for a little bit. Sure. It's yeah. Just, you and it's you, making a it,
0: care it, to something. Yeah, you, you, you attribute care,
1: care it. to it, and you get rewarded from that. So. Uh, uh, even though it's not real you are you're not you know sort of training your care your brain to to make that a normal thing i think that's it's a nice yeah. thing in games yeah
0: yeah i think it makes things more things like that more memorable right like my my uncle who got me into XCOM, you know a decade ago or so um would always tell a story of like a sniper that kind of similar to you was their backup and he was like mm, fuck it like they're gonna fucking die anyway and then they didn't and consistently didn't and then he got to like the final mission of the game and she died, but like her dying bought everybody else time to flank and take out the last boss. And he thought about like going back and loading an older yeah. save and saving her, but in his brain, the with all of the emotion that he'd attached to all the characters, he was
1: like, this is a better story if I leave it here. Yeah, I think that's amazing, because I don't think XCOM, it definitely wasn't the first, but. When it first when the new XCOM came out, right. was that, that ten years ago already, fuck, you know the three D XCOM, <laughs> about not, not yeah. the nineteen ninety eight, you know, pixel right. art XCOM, but the, um, it's uh, it's a lot of people. I didn't have there was just a period where that wasn't a thing in games, I guess, and then they put the little flags and the names in, and suddenly people were having these stories. Uh, it's like amazing, you know, rediscovering this thing in games yeah uh, so it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah xcom is pretty cool i think uh, i enjoyed xcom uh, when it came out yeah.
0: again and i i like that more uh creators are kind of playing with that same space of like i'm going to give you some story i'm going to give you uh characters and then i'm going to give you the freedom to kind of extrapolate or like add even your own meaning to things so that like your experience is yours. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, when we first started recording, like there's absolutely a space for like very bespoke, semi-linear, this is the story that the creator wanted to tell. There's absolutely a space for that and I love those, but there's also uh, a lot of space for, yeah, here's, some, here's a setting and here are the people and like what they mean to you is up to you.
1: I, I personally, I think the best bit, if you're the bestest game designer is merging those two, you know, right. it's, it's, I always think, you know, a good, you know, two D point point click adventure designers, they always make you think you came up with the solution. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, it's a, wow. What, what if I could crawl, you know, what if I could use the wrench on this gate and then crawl in and get that rope and then I could go down the well. And it was exactly the solution to the puzzle, and you go, "Fuck! Yeah. I must be the only one that figured out this must be a shortcut." Because that's some crazy <laughs> thinking. But you know, someone, and that's it's that illusion, uh, right. which helps you tell a, sto- a story, and it makes it possible to for you to experience within you know an open procedural whatever world, uh, have stories that are still th- an emotion that, that are still thought out, uh, and someone thought about it. Uh, it's still it's, it's 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 still genuine so i like both situations but yeah definitely people when you're building stuff you can have something that's completely procedural or self which doesn't have any story you still have a story you know yeah uh, i love you know there's now tools there's someone put on a, a kickstarter a game it's not a game it's a tool to make your own levels for your dnd tabletop or not d d for your tabletop RPG and you can design yeah. and then print it out or 3D render. It's, I yeah. Thought, yeah, no, that, I, I, that is such a good idea. It's such fun. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's really enjoyable to make.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's great. Especially when like that you, like we mentioned earlier, you get to then show it to your friends who like know that you made this thing for them Yeah, yeah, and they get to interact with it what um what if you had to i'm gonna i'm gonna force you to answer a question you might have already answered this to yourself if you had to make a game about food that was focused on this like falconeer universe (laughs) what kind of game would you make oh uh the
1: falconeer I guess yeah it, it had to be a fishing game where you had to fish for your food as all dangerous yeah. creatures and then uh, uh, preparation is dangerous because they're semi-alive or something uh, Sure. It, it had to be like dangerous food like that you know perfect fish and if you don't cut out the bladder if you it don't do been, it you right die, <laughs> uh, you know sure. or do you first have to catch the giant squid and then you have to chop off the tentacles but you know, I, I, I think that'd be fun you know dangerous food preparation Uh and, sure. you know, and capture or maintaining the tanks and stuff you know you've got these tanks. yeah sure. a giant shark in there you know gotta stay yeah. fresh and you can wrangle it out or otherwise it comes in snaps you know you've got this arm from the ceiling and it's uh, this shark is going snap 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 be <laughs> yeah fun, sure right? yeah Something yeah like that.
0: that's what you you mix your you mix your sailing game <laughs>
1: with that well that'd be good if you could be the cook. You to get down into the galley and uh and look at <laughs> you a shark yeah. and it's got flopped in and it's like this cookie going what the fuck <laughs>
0: yeah, what am i supposed to fucking do with, with this? this you know <laughs>
1: yeah. get my yeah. sword we're having shark for dinner uh <laughs> no, that'd be funny uh, yeah that'd be great it'd be great um
0: well i don't know like when, I'm not going to ask you when Bulwark's coming out because I'm sure uh, somewhere like next one of those year. things, yeah sure, um, what, uh, what do you, like what do you, what do you want to add to it that you haven't yet, do you know, or like you said, the yeah, yeah, process uh, is very,
1: so I've been focusing on the building for the last six months, yeah, yeah. five months, six months, um, that's not coming too close because I'll keep making stuff to build, uh, sure. I've just done, because sometimes I have to do a tutorial just to explain for myself uh, things that aren't there yet. So uh, uh, one of the things I am needed to do is to make an economy system work that it's not an economy. So I don't want time weight mechanics. So you have to wait, sure. do it, do it, you know, wait yeah. till the refinery, has 600 spice before you can buy a tank. I hate that shit. Sure. So yeah, uh, instant gratification. But I still need you to, have, <laughs> to do some effort. So the, the thing I come up with is that if you have like an iron mine or smelter, it produces iron ore, which a tower might need to upgrade. So to upgrade a tower on the other side of the map, uh, the iron needs to get there. It's not a supply, it's a distance thing. So the bigger your mine the greater its range where it can deliver it to so if your tower is too far away it can't get upgraded because need i so you need to find a a smaller mine close by or add more buildings and stuff in the range of the source so that becomes an entire industrial mining quarter as it were which you might not like for your citizens uh, but that's needed to get enough ore all the way across the map to where you're building your new tower so that's that is a simple where you don't have you don't have stockpiles of resources you just need you know you need a bigger mine and then a the range in which it can deliver its goods grows yeah. so that that is a system I'm gonna add uh, to do to add a little bit of strategy uh, to it. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I'm gonna add commanders so through random encounters or you know people coming up to your harbor and saying hi. You can hire different commanders or acquire them. Uh, sure. And you can assign them to one of those bi- giant towers in Bulwark. And they'll, uh, then they'll turn it into their bespoke headquarters. And it'll change shape. So uh, uh, like a, a, I don't know, a general will turn his tower into a fucking fortress with guns on it. And he'll start adding, you know, roosts for Falconeers. He'll end up with a flagship with lots of escorts. So you can only control the flagships in the game. So he will have his own flagship. And if you expand his tower, it'll be a giant airship. And it'll have like a squadron of Falconeers. And you send his flagship and all these, you know, little escorts, like a task force. Uh, but if you have a you know a high-tech guy he might start adding antennas and pipes and come up with some high-tech flagship with electric and you you might need to build an electric factory somewhere or find a source for uh, that become a resource so and they'll start to radiate out this idea into your their part of the settlement to make it you know look like their stuff so you have uh, so that's a bit I want to add. So those are your, you know, that gives you your units to control, and those are also NPCs that grow based on what you, the the size of their headquarters and how you designed yeah. it. So there's no leveling system, but you can make basically a five star general by giving you a five star tower that gives you a five star fucking flagship, uh, yeah, and then you can sure. go out and explore and fight some other stuff and so. Uh, it's not even that important. It's just the idea that by building you've unlocked yeah, you're impacting yeah. the world and ideally i don't know if i can do it for release i think these people each have their own little story of things they need to you know sure. u- unlock their ultimate uh, yeah addition sure. to your city just so the giant sinkholes how do you call it the water um, the moss springs where the water opens up but like moses yeah those will be an end condition for a Mansur commander. So sure, you've got you right. you, you've done all his stuff, upgrades his towers, and then he gives you the option to buy to build this, and it unlocks an entire new thing. So yeah. uh, uh, that that I want to add, I don't know how many or how big that's gonna be, but for the Falconer I did a year of updates, uh, a little over a year, I guess, and I'm still doing VR, and uh, that still needs to come out and stuff. Uh, but for Woolbar, it'd be nice if there's if it's a little bit more games as a service, where I can you know, keep adding stuff if it's yeah, you know sure. just because it might be that there's a large larger audience for it it'd be fun to add more commanders yeah. each with you know unique ships um that keep just going and going
0: yeah yeah i also i, I love the idea of the a military commander having the the lowest level tower and maybe there's like a falconer roost but it looks like makeshift but by the time you get to the end it's like bays full of roosts, and they're yeah, all yeah, and uh, it's lit- well armored and all equipped, and there's a bunch of stuff just ready to go at all. Yeah, time. and
1: he's got little blimps, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, all the all the fancy stuff you can you can, uh, and that would be determined not by you build, building the roost, but now basically what kind of resources you give him, you know, uh, opens sure. up. You know, if he's that's that, that would be the ultimate idea. I don't know. I'm just still thinking about if you know if you <laughs> have like an, a lightning factory, which is a thing in the game, you know, harvesting lightning, mm-hmm. lightning like uh, thunder strikes. Uh, if you have that, you talked about weather. If that's on your you know this little lightning Tesla coil, and if that's close enough to his tower, that he'll start electrifying his units. So he's yeah, un- sure. shooting lightning instead of regular you know laser bullets yeah. or whatever uh that'd be so cool you know just uh yeah all
0: modular with like what's yeah yeah it's just know. yeah the
1: entire game is most of all you just build towers there's not a lot of control you know i've had someone play it yeah but i want a gate there you know you know y- you get gates if you cross two walls you still got to figure it out and sometimes a gate sometimes a house response it's not precise yeah. it's messy and it's like messy creativity it's all chaotic yeah uh, So well, that's how get, that's how cities are that's how cities yeah, build themselves it's, it's though not, right like you know it's not on a grid so some people love the grid because i i will click and a tower will be you know a guard tower will be <laughs> right here there. Right, right there like right <laughs> there yeah. and here it says guard tower poops up it's accidentally close to a lightning uh ah, lightning guard tower excellent you know oh but it's an <laughs> yeah. iron mine and it's close to a military guy so it's getting a fucking you know a uh, 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 long barrel gun on top of it sure uh, sure so you have no control it just happens based on how you where you know your choices but you're not so uh, it's a freakish thing so uh, before people go oh this is the best thing ever it's going to be another Tomasala game with quirky choices and it's going to be different yeah. so uh but uh, well, that's my stick so if people are up to that uh they're gonna have a good good time yeah sure well i'm excited that's uh I,
0: i'm absolutely going to be on the in the front of that list uh, line to get, get that um so i normally i normally end the podcast by asking two questions and because right. it's uh later uh on your end i don't want to keep you for too long um the first question is normally if you could make a game about food what would it be i did already ask you that um the second question is if there was a game like that there are tons of games that like haven't been made in years, or just like the franchise went away. Okay. So, is there like a game that you loved in the past that hasn't existed yeah, for a fuck. long yeah, time oh, that I you forgot. would love oh, to this. revive?
1: Yeah. Oh fuck. Um <laughs> uh, goddammit! I was saying, uh, I forget these things. There are games I played where I go, "No, that's terrific. Why isn't there a, a modern version?" <laughs> Why
0: aren't there more? Yeah
1: um know, for, for me largely
0: right now it's like stealth games like siphon filter or splinter okay Cell. yeah like i love those games because stealth is one of my favorite things to interact with and yeah. they just they, they kind of stopped making them uh and i hate
1: that <laughs> well the, the, I, I i i can't believe that so, so some of the bulwark the rts bits are, are a little bit inspired by uh, homeworld can't believe there's not more hope that that's not an entire fucking show have you played Homeworld? Uh, yes It's a space, yes you know the three-dimensional yeah. strategy games you go fuck that's fucking um, but there are other games christ um
0: did you play the third Homeworld game uh, deserts
1: of karak i haven't played that one yet because it's 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 uh, yeah. it's, it's, uh it's, i i don't know so uh, I'm a quirky person, so when there's a movie on where people get uh, wrongfully convicted and stuff like that, I can't yeah. watch that. It just irks me. I uh, fucking oh no, oh he's gonna be wrongfully fucking accused of something he didn't do. Oh fuck that shit. I, I can't stand it, <laughs> and and I can't stand. I have a, a prequels are hard for me, so I already know what's gonna oh, go on in because I played Homeward One and Two right it makes it emotionally hard for me to get invested yeah sure Uh, and it feels that feels super stupid but uh, that's how my brain works so i haven't tried it out for exactly i know it's going to be great and it's the same creators it looks fantastic uh but
0: uh uh uh, yeah i the only reason i ask is like dune came out last year and as soon as my friends and i got out of that movie it was like oh we got to go play deserts of karak
1: oh yeah did yeah it just felt so similar game as well uh, which is nice and, and you oh know... is it good yeah that's out. Uh, well it's, it's uh, sort of, early access uh, it's, right it's early access so it's yeah. very polished and it's very pretty uh but I've, i it was lacking some things but so on the roadmap is quite a few things where you went okay actually it needs that for me to make it a great game so yeah. looking forward to that but you know uh, uh I always, the first time I went, I want to be games so I was playing June 2, so 19, mm-hmm. I don't know, 92 or something. Uh, it was the first RTS, modern style RTS game. And I, I was playing, and you, you'd play a new map, would be a new province of the planet for you to attack, like a simple yeah. risk. Uh, and then you'd have a small map. I just want a giant map. And I build yeah. more and more, you know, towns and fortresses, and it just expands uh and then i could go back to my old and supply lines and stuff uh and people are making those games actually but uh yeah. that is you know to have that in an rts that you know the ever-growing idea uh i enjoyed that There we should be more of that and there should be more fantasy rts's except total war you know there's it's the yeah complete lack of you know uh building up a giant yeah, you know, uh, I'm doing that in the Falconer, but with knights and stuff. Want to be, uh, yeah. Knights and mages. Well, and yeah, no, th- you know, you had this uh, in, in the past, you'd have these fancy RTSs and fantasy uh, 4X games. Uh, yeah. And they'd have a little combat sequence where you'd see the city and then you'd have real time 3D combat or, you know, detailed combat in a yeah. close up, why can't the entire fucking art, you know, strategy game be in that world? Why do I have to yeah. zoom out to a fucking map? You know, it's 2020, Why? Do, and, you know, I want to fly <laughs> over an actual open world and say, well, okay, it's going to take me fucking three hours to get my army there, but, you know, I got to supply it. This is on a, on a, on yeah. a, not a realistic scale, but just where it's fun enough, that'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. That'd be great. There's a, I always also similarly to like, why aren't there more fantasy RTSs? I always ask myself why there aren't just an abundance of Star Wars RTSs. Yeah. I like, like the universe why, why is based on a, Wars, a giant you, war. Yeah. Like, why aren't there more ways to interact with and play? There was this, uh, this 4X
1: Star Wars games uh, at one time. You remember? Like, a, yeah.
0: What was that called? Empires?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty like enjoyable. That. Yeah, it's the ultimate, yeah. you know, the empire versus the rebellion, uh, fucking strategy game RTS 4x. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I think the licensing. So some, some <laughs> sure. Uh, I think uh, I was watching on YouTube on RTSs that uh, companies are actually uh, how do you call it uh, hyper tunnel visioning on the fact that they have to be competitive esports. And uh, forgetting oh. that uh, research shows that the majority of players actually want single-player RTS experiences, yeah. but that those don't scale to you know StarCraft competitive level. Yeah. So that's why we're not getting yeah. single-player RTSs because the perception at EA or whatever is that those that you know they're not the esports. So they're made you know, and they're trying. Yeah. That's why everything's a mobile, but not like a yeah. Uh, yeah it I goes think back
0: to what we said earlier about like big financial companies wanting to get involved in games exactly whereas i think they're looking actually, for like the cash in and not yeah. the like
1: but something the, like the a the small right star thing. like an rts is a smaller venture with smaller profit and yeah. something like disney won't invest their ip on something that's a risky and b doesn't have the 10x you know this is going to be huge <laughs> yeah. pitch yeah you know we are say so well we we'll, and that's that that's a shame because i think that's actually it's better to uh, be a little bit more liberating with your ip and yeah. take some risks than always do the fucking same and they're learning that now but
0: uh yeah it's also to me extremely ironic or maybe even like oxymoronic that like <laughs> big investing companies want to invest in games but only in that they make games that aren't risky as if that is a thing that exists in this industry. Because yeah. Even yeah. If it's... you pour all your money into making the thing everybody wants, it the can money. also just not take off. <laughs> like and there's never a time so, where yeah. it's not a risk.
1: Talk to fucking Amazon uh, or talk to Google or talk to <laughs> anybody. they yeah. put in money in first party games that didn't. So it's, uh, I, I think that this comes in waves and the inherited yeah. games will never not be high risk. So, for many venture capitalist firms they will fail and then they will exit you know because uh, yeah. you can't spread the risk and actually do there are giant, there are you know embracer group buying up every studio every publisher everything they're doing that cuz you know at, at a high enough level you can sort of spreadsheet your way to profitability uh, yeah. but i think it's it's risky as soon as as the market turns sour uh you also lose huge because you've got lots of studios with lots of people it's it's a risky time to be a developer or publisher yeah
0: yeah definitely a publisher like i I teach at a university here in 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 missouri and like it's interesting because when you like interact with students the first time you're like the, the game industry is very hard to get into one and two it's a really difficult uh art to to participate in yeah uh, in a lot of ways but then also at the sa- like at, at the very same time I'm also telling them like honestly the best way to get into it is to like just make what you want to see yeah you don't see and just yeah. make it yourself and like again with as we said earlier like people are getting better at making things and they're making you know, the tools that you make things with more accessible. Definitely. And so, like, I no longer have to tell a kid, like, no, you've got to
1: figure out how to do
0: this whole
1: well, system. No, you can go online and, and you can just go grab it. <laughs> yeah. And for free and try. And there's thousands. I think that's fantastic at this age. And I think, you know, the stuff you have to teach people is no longer how to make games, but is, is, is a mindset where you're both exploring what's interesting for you. So you get to make it. Right. And also figuring out what is interesting for you that's also interesting for someone else you know uh, in story, because uh, i think that's the biggest channel in in game education or art education is going from i want to be like x you know i want to make what i love and then you have to go to i want to make something other people love what is that Uh, or that moves other people it's usually not what you it's not you're going from imitation to original design that is that is where the you know where you're going to be successful or not um and i love that that's possible you know it's a great time in a sense you know it's a scary time but it's a great time for the uh, game development sure.
0: last question for you based on the one that based on what you just said when you are making the games that you make are you making them full with like a certain group of people in mind or are you making something that you want to see and you
1: I I make it so I enjoy it because the problem is if yeah. I don't enjoy it I can't make it because I lose interest or it becomes a slog and then you can't keep it up for two years. So I need to personally enjoy it that's I'm the, the number one client and um, yeah, uh, so and I, I like to listen to what you know my creative vision or artistry or whatever what needs to come out and do that very you know intuitively, but yeah, I also wanna. I want people to play it. So there, that, that's a fight yeah. I always have. You know, it's. it's a, I want people to. You know, I don't want to make a game people hate or you know have a hard time getting into or whatever. It happens. Right. You know, it's happened lots in the past. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's 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 you have to do both really. But uh, uh, I don't I don't do it for any group or for you know i I I also occasionally play games to get inspired but on the whole i actually tend when i'm actually doing the creative design bit of a game tend to not play games of the genre. So i haven't played townscaper or islanders you know i've played townscaper for 30 seconds but i haven't played door romantic i've seen all these games guys they could be they could have important les- lessons to teach me but they can also yeah. cloud your judgment and take away your own authenticity sure. uh, so i don't get into that um uh because uh, you want to you know you want to stay sort of yeah you want to stay focused have your own you vein stay... of in, in mind yeah. your own creativity and not uh imitate i think uh, you're you're always imitating because i'm imitating the games i loved growing up we had a discussion right. about civilization so you're always inspired but you all there's there's a line somewhere there where you have to sort of keep balance yeah, uh, yeah. what's mine so, so i did yeah it's that
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, Well, first of all, uh, which I said when we started, thank you so much for spending 90 minutes of your Friday night to hang out and talk about all sorts of stuff. If people wanted to follow you uh, on Twitter or anything, how would they do that?
1: Uh, I'm at falconeer dev on Twitter. Uh, There's a discord if you just Google the falconeer discord, which is also where I do lots of dev stuff for the bulwark. Uh, it's got an official invite URL bullshit, so you can find it. Those are the best places. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Insta. Uh, I sometimes post on Reddit, but uh, mostly on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is the best place, I guess. Yeah,
0: sure. It's the place where uh, almost all my interactions come from. So perfect. So uh, at Falconeer Dev, um, look for Bulwark sometime next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no rush at all. Uh, thanks so much Thomas for coming on no it was a pleasure enjoyed it and um, if you want to follow us of course it's nerdy underscore bits um, on Twitter or um, follow me at love <clears throat> excuse me at love web on uh, everywhere Instagram Twitter I'm only on Twitter I have Instagram but I'm never on it uh, and then our closing statement which I've forgotten who has said it I need to like get a poster and stick it on my wall um, it's not Ralph Waldo Emerson but you know that's what I say Uh, but rather the quote is we don't get you don't stop playing because you get old you get old because you stop playing so don't stop playing it's George Bernard Shaw you don't stop playing because you got old you got old because you stopped playing Um, yeah thanks for listening everybody who listened to hang out with us uh, next time we record and thank you again Thomas for coming on All right, everybody, take it easy.